Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 226, Interviews with the Pros from the 2019 NWTF Convention. And I am your host and the guy who is finally going to the woods. I think that the weather forecast for this coming Saturday shows that it's not supposed to rain. Saturday looks like it's going to be the first day that I'm going to be able to get out and actually do some scouting. I do expect, however, to be able to go several days next week, so I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully the weather holds out. It looks like it's supposed to be a little bit drier next week, and actually a lot colder as well with highs in the mid to upper 40s but i can deal with the cold i just don't want to go out and get wet scouting for turkeys if i'm hunting turkeys that's a different story i have got to get some turkeys located and in a hurry because we are 16 days 16 hours 4 minutes and 30 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So I told you guys a few weeks ago that I need to have 20 turkeys located before spring season starts in Alabama. And right now I'm halfway there. Well, I've got half of the two numbers that make up the number 20 located. And I'll give you a hint as to which one it is not. And that is the number two. I actually only have about 14 days left to find 20 birds before I leave to go hunt opening day in Mississippi. So I've really got to get busy and I really hope the weather holds out next week and maybe I can get some of those located and I'll even take my recorder and see if I can record a gobble or two. Hopefully there's some gobbling going on. We've got some great content for you guys today. As I'm airing the interviews with the pros from the 2019 NWTF Convention and Sports Show in Nashville, Cameron and I interviewed several of the pros during all of the madness that is the convention by asking them one question. I'll tell you what that one question is in a minute, but first, let's jump into some turkey soup for you guys. You know, as season quickly approaches for many of us, the turkey news, well, the relevant turkey news 
is dwindling down a bit. So I probably will only have a couple more weeks of some turkey soup for you guys. And there's probably not going to be much of it even in those weeks. But I still don't want to leave you hanging on anything. From that point, we're just going to be talking about my hunts and my season, my successes. And I hope there's one or two to talk about there. And my screw-ups. And I know there's going to be one or two to talk about there. So there's a little preview of what's to come for you guys. But let me get back on track and share some soup with you. First up, the Florida Fish Wildlife Conservation Committee has approved expanding legal hunting hours on most of the state's WMAs from one half hour before sunrise until sunset. Now that's a big deal. But pay close attention to the fact that I said most WMAs. So do your homework and stay out of trouble in Florida. I know a lot of you guys have contacted me through the offseason and are going to be going to Florida to try to hunt some public land. Osceola's there. So go ahead and look up the regs for the WMA that you're going to and see if they have extended the hunting hours there so that you can hunt basically all day long. Next up is North Dakota. So the spring turkey drawing was held in North Dakota and they still have some licenses left. The results for the drawing are available on the North Dakota Game and Fish Department website and those applicants who were successful in drawing are going to have their license mailed to them after they purchase a valid 2019 and 2020 hunting license. Now, there are a total of 915 spring turkey licenses remaining in nine units. And those remaining licenses are going to be issued on a first-come, first-served basis beginning March the 18th. And even if you did not apply for the drawing to get a license, you are eligible to apply for remaining licenses. All applications have to be submitted online at the Game & Fish website and... As has been the case for many years now, only North Dakota residents are eligible to apply. Speaking of applying for licenses, Wisconsin has held their drawing for licenses for spring turkey season. And just like almost every year, there are some bonus authorizations, as the Wisconsin's call their turkey tags. There's some bonus authorizations left over and those are going to go on sale the week of March the 18th with a designated sales date for each zone. Hunters who miss the spring turkey drawing deadline or who want additional harvest authorizations can purchase bonus authorizations beginning on the 18th. The scheduled sales dates for those bonus authorizations are for zone 1 Monday March the 18th, zone 2 March the 19th, Zone 3, March the 20th, Zone 4, March the 21st, and Zones 5, 6, and 7, March the 22nd. The sales are going to begin at 10 a.m. and run through midnight each day. Here's one thing I love about Wisconsin. Bonus harvest authorizations cost $10 for residents and $15 for non-residents. Wisconsin welcomes out-of-state hunters. And that's nice because a lot of states don't. And that's all the turkey soup. I told you guys it was kind of light this week and that's really all of the relevant turkey soup I have for you. So let's get into the interviews now. 
Cameron and I wandered around the exhibit hall floor Sunday and stopped a good many of the pros that we saw and asked them one question that we felt like would help us all this coming turkey season. The scenario that we presented to all of the pros is one that all of us have been faced with before, and it can be really frustrating. That scenario involves dealing with hinned up gobblers. So here is our first one question interview with the pros. And first up is three-time Grand National Calling Champion, Billy Yargis. Listen in closely, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, I'm here with Billy Yargis, three-time national grand champion, and uh, how's the show been going for you? It's been going good. We've been really busy. That's awesome. It's always a busy time when we're here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. This spring, when you're in the woods chasing those old turkeys, and you get on a gobbler and he's got a bunch of hens with him, what's something you're going to do to kill that turkey other than to mimic and tick off that boss hen? Number one, I got to get in as close as I can possibly get into them. If I can figure out what direction they're going, I'll try to get around in front of them and get set up. I think uh, calling the turkey where he wants to go is a, is a big key to, to killing that bird. And then, like you said, I will I will maybe not try to tick that hen off, but just keep doing like plain yelps, plucking and purring. Not like I'm trying to challenge her. Because sometimes you do that, it'll actually push the hens away because they don't want confrontation. So we back off. Do some soft talk. You get her to just kind of get interested to come and see who you are. Get her drawn in that gobbler. He'll be following her. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So what do you think about our one question this year? What do you think about Billy's answer to the one question? Almost everyone's go-to answer for that hinned-up gobbler scenario is to challenge the boss hen. And I can tell you that over all of my years of hunting, I have had that strategy work very, very, very few times. In fact, probably enough times that I could count on one hand without holding up two or three fingers. It just doesn't happen a whole lot where I hunt. That's not to say it doesn't happen a lot for you guys where you hunt, because it may very well. But for me, it just hasn't been an extremely successful tactic. Usually what happens is when I start challenging that boss hen, she gets plenty PO'd, but she takes that gobbler and goes off the other direction instead of bringing him to me looking for a fight. I have, however, had luck calling an entire flock by getting where the turkeys want to be or were headed and soft called. Now, I have no way of ever knowing whether or not those turkeys were going to come to my calling or just showed up by chance because that was where they were going, regardless of whether there was already another quote unquote hen at that location. But I can't help but think and hope and dream that they came through that area to see or to join up with that other hand that was calling to them. You remember I always say there's two kind of people in this world. There's killers and there's everybody else. Well, there's two kinds of turkeys in this world. There are lovers and there are fighters. Never forget that you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. That is great advice from Billy. Next up on our list of pros is Chris Parrish. Listen to Chris 
and I'll be back with you shortly. Parish with uh, Bear Archery and Bone Collector Calls now. So Chris, how's the convention going for you? Busy as usual. I'm not sure what the crowds have been. I haven't been in here a lot, but if yesterday was any indication, we're probably going to have another record NWTF. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of folks here. So let me ask you this. This spring when you're out chasing turkeys, when you get up on a flock of turkeys and there's a gobbler out there with a bunch of hens, what's your strategy to kill that turkey other than mimicking or ticking off that ball? Him. Well, I think the most important part any hunter can do is understand how the turkeys use the, the property or the lay of the land. There's always some kind of topography or some kind of an attraction that they use going from point A to point B. A lot of times you're not going to call that gobbler in, even mimicking the hen. The hen don't want anything to do with you. She'll walk him off. But if you know how those turkeys use that land to travel and you go from point A to point B, you just put yourself in position. A lot of times it's no calling at all. It's just getting in position and waiting for them to do their thing. So I'm going to use that tactic if nothing else is working. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Ah, uh, yes. The classic bushwhack. Many a longbeard surrounded by a harem of hens has lost his life to the classic bushwhacking. Hey, don't get me wrong here. I am not mocking or knocking Chris's answer. I have bushwhacked turkeys in the past, and I will whack them again in the future. What Chris gave us is a very effective strategy, and it presents many more unique challenges in and of itself. Next up is Cuz Strickland with Mossy Oak. Pay close attention, and I'll catch up with you in a few. Hey everybody, I'm here with Cuz Strickland and uh, just going to ask him a quick question. So first off, how you doing today and how's the NWTF been treating you? Hey, you, you're always doing good at the NWTF. I do all the shows. I've been doing this forever. And this is the most unique, family-oriented, fun event I come to. So you're just going to automatically be in a good mood at this show. I love it. Absolutely. You see everybody around here as happy as can be, all the yelping and everything going on. You can't help it. It's the start of turkey season for me. But, all right, cuz, so a little strategy here. When you're out hunting and you know a gobbler's got a bunch of hens with him, so he's henned up, he's not really answering much, you know, but what is a strategy you would use to call that flock to you other than challenging that boss hen? Well, my strain of thought on that is very different. And, uh, you know, I heard the great Ben Lee, I don't even know if you know who that is. I heard him ask that very question. You know, he said, this guy's telling him, he said, I got this gobbler, he's got 20 hens with him, they fly down, they do this. I went back two days later, he's got 18 hens with him, they flew down, they do this. What would you do? And Ben Lee said, find another turkey to hunt. <laughs> you know, uh, you hear people about, oh, I can, I can call to the dominant hen and all. If, you know, for me, I, I don't know that there is a different yelp than I do when I'm trying to kill a turkey to call a dominant hen. That Sometimes that doesn't make sense to me. So what I do is, like, my number one goal in that situation is to not be spotted. Don't bump them. Don't pressure them. Because at some point, and it happens like clockwork, those hens are going to be peeling off more and more and more. So, you know, mid-morning, I can tell you the first year I did all the video for the Primo's bump, the truth, the original truth, I kept a little log, and I think I found like 16 hunts that year, and all but two of them were between 10.30 and 1 o'clock that were successful. And that's because when the hen gets bred, boom, she's getting that egg fertilized, she's going to lay that egg, so she's disappearing, and all of a sudden, the big boy looks up and goes like, oh, 
I ain't got anybody with me. So as far as challenging the hen or calling them away from the flock, personally, I've never been very lucky doing that. My number one goal is to not pressure them, kind of keep an eye on them, maybe go find a hunt somewhere else and uh, move in there mid-morning, middle of the day. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Are you ready for turkey season? I cannot wait. You know, my mine starts early. Headed February the 27th down to extreme South Florida. It's a a wounded veterans hunt put on by the Florida Cattlemen's Association. It's not an outfitter, but there's giant ranches, and we go in early enough to find the turkeys, and we just wait on those veterans hand and foot for about 10 days, and it's a humbling experience that I can't wait for every year. And then I come back and uh, we're going to try to get cranky on the devil turkey, so my hands are full, I can tell you that. <laughs> you got a, got a full plate ahead of you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Cuz. If there is one thing that Cuz Strickland can never be accused of, it is BS. I'm definitely not saying that the other guys are guilty of that in these interviews because they definitely provide us with valid options, valid strategies for the scenario that we presented him. But Cuz's strategy of leaving that turkey and hunting him later that same day or a different day is a good strategy, a solid strategy, as long as you're not worried about someone else hunting and or killing your turkey. I know it's not your turkey or my turkey, but we take possession of them. You got to admit it. I think it was last year that we asked the pros, what is the one thing that you learned or started doing in kind of that novice to intermediate hunter level that you were at? What is the one thing that you started doing that elevated your success to where you were consistently killing turkeys? Cuz's answer was, I started killing a lot of turkeys consistently when I got the opportunity to hunt private land with a lot of turkeys on it. He talked about hunting public land in Mississippi and how hard it is to kill turkeys consistently when that is your only option for hunting turkeys in the southeast. Many of you guys listening know exactly what he means, and those of you who don't, who are wondering what this big challenge is about public land hunting in the southeast, come on down. I invite you to experience southeastern public land turkey hunting at its finest. Pick you any public land spot in Mississippi or pick you any public land spot in Alabama, or pick any public land spot in Louisiana. For that matter, throw Georgia in the mix too. It is quite humbling. Okay, next up for the one question interview is Eddie Salter. Here's Eddie, and I'll see you back here in a few minutes. Hey everybody, I'm here with Eddie Salter, and we're gonna talk to him real quick. How's the, how's the NWTF convention going for you? <laughs> that answers you. When you hear an old tur turkey gobble, you got a good day started. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. been, it's been a great weekend, and you know the thing to me is is being able to see people that I've made a relationship for the last twenty something years. Awesome. Well, let me ask you this, Eddie. So when you're in in the woods this spring, and you come across a gobbler that has a bunch of hens with him, what are you going to do to get kill that gobbler other than challenging that boss hen? What's Probably going to get a twenty-two two fifty and shoot him long distance. <laughs> <laughs> Not <No>. in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know, 
after I tried several different calls and it hadn't worked, I'm going to try to separate them. I'm going to try to flush them like you would in the fall of the year. And a lot of times after you get them separated, less than 30 minutes, that old gobbler, you know, he don't want to give his hens up. A lot of times he'll come on in there. Let's just say you flushed him and busted him up and you're waiting for him to gobble and he gobbles. Get up and move as close as you feel like you can get to him without scaring him and set up because you want to be the aggressive because hens will be coming back to it. Yeah. Wow, absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Eddie. Yes, sir. Hmm. Have any of you guys ever tried that strategy by accident and had it work for you? Have you ever accidentally busted up a flock of turkeys and ended up killing the tom that was in that flock because he got separated from his hens? I have several times. In fact, I have way more times than I have by challenging a boss hen to a fight. Now, here's my tip that I think really is the cherry on top of Eddie's tip. The nugget that will make that strategy that he gave us more effective. And that is to bust that flock up late afternoon or early evening or even in the middle of the night, assuming that's not illegal to do in your state. Doing this will make that Tom worry all night long about where he's going to find some loving the next morning. And he will be very receptive to your calling the next morning as well. If you bust that flock off the roost in the morning or even after they've flown down, Many times it's going to take a while for that tom to fire back up, especially on land that receives a lot of hunting pressure or has a lot of predators. And that is my two cents. I wonder what a three-time world champion and NWTF Grand National champion of champions and a 15-time NWTF Grand National finalist would have to say about that strategy of busting turkeys off of a roost. If you don't want to know what that person has to say, then skip ahead a couple of minutes because here's Steve Stoltz to give us his answer to our one-question interview. Listen in closely, and I'll catch up with you in a couple of minutes. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Steve Stoltz with Woodhaven Custom Calls. And how's the, how's the show been going for you? Great. I was uh, blessed to make the finals in the Grand Nationals for the second year in a row. And, and I'm 58 years old. I'm still able to compete with the younger guys. So it's a very proud moment to be in that finals and, uh, and, and just be here at the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention. This is a Super Bowl of turkey calling here. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. this. This spring when you're in the woods hunting turkeys and you come up on a flock of turkeys, a gobbler may have a bunch of hens with him. What's the strategy you're going to use when you see that flock of turkeys other than challenging the boss hen? So if they're hand up, one of the biggest things that I like to do is make sure I get the turkey roosted that night and know right what tree he's in and so I can beat the beat the other hens to the punch in the morning. If you get tight on them on a roost, when they fly down and hit the ground and be the first really willing and available hen to him or at least sound like you're willing and available, you got a lot better chance to kill that turkey. And if he's henned up, definitely, if you can hunt all day, uh, I'll hunt him in the evening, at, late afternoon, when he when he gets freed up from his hens. And if that don't work, I'll try and get him put to bed and uh, get him killed in the morning when his feet hits the ground. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, hang on. Let me ask. i got a follow-up question. So my follow-up question is this. 
will you ever, after they've flown up to roost, try to bust that flock up in the spring? I know that, you know, obviously it's a common fall tactic, but what about spring? Uh, it, it is a very effective tactic in the spring uh, because when you separate him from those hens, he's going to be very a lot more receptive to coming to a call the next morning, especially. So yeah, that that is a, an option, is to basically use fall tactics for spring hunting. And don't be scared to run a kiki run and assembly call and, and basically hunt them like a fall turkey because when a gobbler gets separated from his harem, he's going to want to regroup with that with those hens. Yeah. So absolutely. Very good. Thank you, Steve. Thank you. Now I love the strategy of getting in tight with that tom after you get him roosted. Doing just that makes for a very exciting hunt the following morning, assuming you can get in that area without him seeing you. And I believe oftentimes that we will get in tight with a roosted gobbler and move just enough after it starts to crack dawn to not spook that turkey off the roost, but make him fly down away from us and call his hens to his location and move away from us after that. So we have to be very, very careful that we do not ruin our hunt before we get an opportunity to have a hunt and not even know that we've ruined it. So my addition to Steve's strategy is to get in tight, get in quiet, get in early, like pitch black early, and do not move a muscle after you sit down. Now, it's hard to do. Much harder than just going ahead and trying to get that roosted tom separated from his hens before nightfall. All right, I want to know how turkey killer and all-around nice guy Ernie Calandrelli will answer our one-question interview. Here's Ernie, and I'll be back with you in about three minutes. Hey guys, I'm here at the NWTF convention with Ernie Calandrelli with Quaker Boy, and I am here to ask Ernie the one question interview, which is actually two questions. Ernie, how are you, and have you guys had a good show? We've had a very good show, and uh, actually, I, I retired from Quaker Boy at the end of uh, last July, but uh, they brought me back to work five shows, but this is one show that as long as I'm living, I never want to miss. Good deal. Well, I know you would be missed if you were not here, so I, I am glad you're here. So my one question that I'm asking all the experts like yourself today is this. Other than trying to challenge the dominant hen and a flock of hen up or, or with a hen up gobbler, what is a good strategy for us hunters to take? when we're dealing with that turkey that we know has hens with him? Well, you know, of course, what you have to do is like, like you said, challenging the hens, yes. But the hens aren't going to come unless they're comfortable with the area that you're in. So that may be one of the things. And if you had a chance to preseason scout and maybe pattern them turkeys, know which way they seem to be moving every day or where they're roosting or where they're going to be at midday or 3 o'clock in the afternoon if you can hunt there in the afternoon or whatever. And, and that would be a major part of it, I believe, is getting in between, of course, like any time you want to kill a turkey, where they are and where they want to go. Right. But uh, if you know 
know that they're comfortable going through that area, uh, that's where I would set up right there. Okay. Uh, way back when, I mean, when we started the challenge, you know, we'd cut and, and get that lead bird or that lead hen fired up, make her mad enough to come to you. Uh, you know, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Right. Uh, but there was days just like the deer rut. If you're there at the right time, at the right day, you, you could fire them up like that and get them to you. But other than that, is knowing where they're going, I believe, uh, will tremendously help you. So I've got to ask you a follow-up question now because I told you a one-question interview, and we're now about question number four, but you got the wheels in my head spinning. So at that point, are you just soft-calling? Yeah, then I just stay in contact with them, letting them know where I'm at. You probably don't want that gobbler all fired up and crazy. Uh, you know, let him gobble once in a while if he wants to, or if he doesn't want to gobble, that's fine too. But you want to get that hen trying to work you anyway. At least staying in contact with each other, where it's going to make her a little bit more comfortable. Co you know, come, maybe not coming right to you, but at least getting her in the right direction to come into your direction. Right. right. So. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, I picked up a strategy to try out this spring because it won't be long before they're before I'm out there with them and they're all hinned up. It won't be long now. Yeah, all right. no doubt. Thank you, Ernie. All right. Thank you. All right. So if we read between the lines on most of the answers that we're getting to this question, we are reminded how important preseason scouting and woodsmanship are to our success when we're turkey hunting. I think that was the third time over the course of three days that I heard someone give the advice of, just staying in contact with the boss hen, not challenging her, just soft calling so she knows where we are and just staying in the same area with those turkeys. Again, we won't kill turkeys if we're not where turkeys are. And my Alabama hunting season last year was enough to drive that point home. Hopefully enough to drive it home to you guys as well. Okay, here's Jimmy Primos to give us his answer to our question, and I'll be back shortly. Hey everybody, I'm here with Mr. Jimmy Primos, and uh, we're gonna talk to him real quick. Mr. Jimmy, how's the show been going for you? Oh, it's been great. There's been so many people through here, it's awesome. That's great. Well, let me ask you this. This year when you're in the spring turkey woods, and you get up on a flock of turkeys, and it's a gobbler out there with a bunch of hens, what are you gonna do to end up killing that turkey other than challenging the boss hen? Well, you know, first you, you, you try and call the hens. You know, if you can call the hens, great. Uh, I guess you're talking about out in the field. Yeah. Anywhere. I've had, I've had the best luck with a uh, gobbler decoy. Just, I'll hold, I'll get it back in the woods and I'll hold that gobbler decoy up, move it around a little bit, like, you know, move it around. Movement is the key. And then I'll kind of turn it around, face face the, the head toward me, and just face the rear end toward the, toward the gobbler. And uh, if I can gobble, you know, I, you know, got a gobble shaker or whatever, I'll throw that in and try and get him to come in there and run that gobbler out of the field. Awesome. So you're playing more to his wanting to run the other boy out of the field than yeah, you are. The yeah, gobbler, especially out there in the hen, out there in the field, they're very territorial and they got their hens with them and they don't want to lose them hens. So they'll try and run that other gobbler off. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. If you've listened to this show more than once or twice, you know I love to challenge a gobbler. And that challenging tactic works extremely well on that big, old, dominant longbeard. Usually, those are the ones that are very hinned up early to mid-season. 
So there's a quick one minute long decoy strategy that can be very effective for you guys. Now I know that I don't have to remind you to not try that tactic on public land, but it is a turkey killing move if there ever was one. Next up is Preston Pittman to share his answer to our one question interview. Let's listen to Preston's answer and I'll be right back with you. Hey everybody, I'm here with Preston Pittman and how's the show going for you, Preston? Man, let me tell you what, I look this is the one thing I look forward to over the years coming to the NWTF National Convention. It's not only about marketing the product and stuff, but it's about seeing old friends, people you don't get to see, but once a year, hugging necks, kissing babies, signing autographs. It's fun and I'm more proud of the NWTF this year than I ever have been because they started something called the Hall of Fame. And I had the greatest honor of my life to be the one who inducted Mr. Ben Rogers Lee into the Hall of Fame. And a lot of those listeners out there might not know who he is, do a little research. He is the granddaddy of us all, and every manufacturer here, every caller here, needs to give him a debt of gratitude. Awesome. Well, let me ask you this. This spring, when you're in the turkey woods, and you happen upon a flock of turkeys and it's a gobbler out there with a bunch of hens, what's the strategy you're going to use to kill that turkey other than challenging the boss hen? Any way I can. (laughs) Gotcha. You know, challenging the boss hen is normally the most preferred recipe, as we'll say, to go after. But so many times you might have a group of hens that are, how do you say, at the same basic edge, and there is not a true what we call boss hen, especially as the season goes on, and it's mostly younger hens with them. Then you go to the opposite end of the spectrum. That's when clucking, purring, do-itting, and one of the key words of, of being what I call a truly good turkey hunter is called patience. So having realistic sounds, scratching in the leaves, clucking and purring, little do wits, and a lot of patience. Awesome. You ready for turkey season? I'm always ready for turkey season. (laughs) I can't wait. All right. Thank you, Preston. There it is again. Be patient, stay in there with the hens, and keep in contact with soft calling. You know, Preston brought up something that I never really thought of, and that is, as the season wears on, there may not be a boss hen with that gobbler any longer, because the boss hens typically are going to be the ones that are bred first, and logically we have to say that if they're bred first, they are going to go off to nest first. That is definitely something that I think we need to keep in mind. Okay, last but not least by any means is Philip Vanderpool to share his answer. See you in a few. Hey everybody, I'm here with Philip Vanderpool and we're going to have a little talk with him real quick and ask him our one question. But first, how's the show been going for you? You been enjoying it? The show has been fantastic and I love this show because you get to catch up with everybody. It's a consumer show and we have so many people over the years that I've developed great relationships with so it's been unbelievable. This is my favorite show to do. Absolutely. We've been having a big time ourselves. So, Anyway, a question for this 
coming hunting season for the folks. If you come up on a flock of turkeys and you got a gobbler out there and he's got a bunch of hens, how are you going to call that turkey to you or what are you going to do to get in range of that turkey and you can't just mimic the boss hen? Well, so what's a different strategy to use in that situation? There are going to be a lot of different strategies for me. First of all, I'm probably going to try to take the gobbler's temperature to see if he has a little bit of attitude. I may throw some gobblery ups out there, maybe a little bit of fight and purrs and some clucks, kind of mimicking maybe some jakes, in other words. And sometimes that'll get them fired up. And even the hens, I may throw some some hens doing that same thing with some little hen yelps. Because hens, what people don't realize, they fight and fuss as much as the gobblers do a lot of times. So I'm going to do just... I'm all about calling and doing different things. You can you can do the soft, subtle stuff first and then work into the more aggressive approach as you get into the hunt. But, hey, then sometimes I may get up and just move a little bit, depending on whether I have a visual on them or not. I may just get up and move 10, 12 yards. Sometimes just by that little bit of movement, if you know where the turkeys are and feel like you can get away with it, just changing that up a little bit, just uh, a terrain structure can work but hey don't be afraid to try different things you got to be versatile when you're turkey hunting because you never know what call try different calls whether it be a mouth call slate call glass call try different calls you may hit that right frequency that that sends it to one of those turkeys and it clicks and they start your way the rest is going to follow absolutely that's great advice thank you so much philip yes man i have to tell you that I love our one question for these interviews. What is the one strategy that is pounded in our heads year after year, magazine article after magazine article, and TV show after TV show? Challenge that boss hen. Tick off the boss hen. Make her mad enough to fight, and that old big bad Tom will follow her right to your gun barrel. Well, here's the deal that deep down inside we all know to be true. No strategy works every single time. And because it doesn't, we try different things. We throw every trick in the book at that time. So what are those other tricks? Well, we learned, what, six, eight of them today? And any one of them and every one of them will work at some time on some gobbling, hinned up long beard. And that is exactly what Philip Vanderpool was telling us to do in his answer. And that is exactly why I saved his answer to the one question that we asked for last. It is not because his is the right one. They are all the right one for the right Tom at the right time. I saved Philip's answer for last because it is all-encompassing. Try all the strategies that we heard today. And pay attention as to whether one works better for you than others where you hunt. If it does then by all means, that strategy should be the first one that you try with every tom you run across that has hens. Just don't forget these other strategies, because we all know we're going to need them at some point, and probably this season, because nothing seems to be working on that one bird. That one bird that always seems to be two steps ahead of our strategy at all times. That one bird that dominates your thoughts, and your mind for days, weeks, months, and maybe even years. That one bird that drives you to listen to this show. And I hope that this show 
is the key to your punching the tag on that one bird that possesses you this season. That one bird and these six to eight strategies that were talked about today are why we wake up an hour or two hours before the crack of dawn and get into the woods half asleep with the snakes, the spiders, the ticks, and the skeeters. And that is it. That is all that I have for you guys for today's show. But before I turn you loose for the week, if you would do me a favor, I would appreciate it very, very much. If you would, please go to my Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com slash I am turkey hunting. Scroll down the page and share the post for this episode on your social media pages. And if you'll go even further and share it in a group that you are part of on Facebook and share it with a friend on Facebook, I'd be very appreciative. That is my one favor for the week. And now's the time for me to say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.